Before we begin the episode, we have to give our patrons over at Patreon a quick shout out. We have a Perba, Andy Herbrandt, Paul Campaneshi, Eric Sari, Lauren L, Kelby Goodman, Rock the Green, and Hanson Screen Printing. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on here at this little podcast. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sari. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hey everyone and welcome back. This is another episode of the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. This is your weekly dose of the Dairy State. Uh, I am Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, we are talking about another major crop industry here in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, We are talking about the ginseng and the ginseng root uh and and it's and it's literal uh uh home right here in the state of wisconsin i mean we're, we're producing the oh, fuck yeah. out of this thing so oh, yeah. um it, we also have really really great uh, uh wisconsin music from loud library uh we're featuring uh another great beer review uh another installment of the infamous how many locals you had great great segment and uh, we also have a guest interview uh, with the Hodag Show podcast. Uh, you know Ben, you know Carrie. We have featured both of those individuals oh, yeah. um, separately and equally on this show. And and uh, today we've got a, a great a little interview uh, with with Ben. And uh, you know he's busy at the store, so. Um, you know, it's definitely, uh, uh, it's insightful. It's a spur of the moment. It's a spur of the moment kind of, you know, just clutch. So, um, we also have a, a little bit of a, a, a farm feature, uh, on today, yeah. uh, on today's episode as well. A new uh, friend of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Met. So Nicole from the rustic chicken and rabbitry. Uh, so that was actually somebody that you had met and, and recently, uh, got some rabbits from. And Oh yeah. And we, I, we love supporting local farms, like small farms, yeah. like local stuff. And like they're right in Iowa. So they're still Midwestern. They're still part of us. Right. I mean, yeah. they're right over the border and by Dubuque there. So, and, and it's, and it's cool just to kind of highlight, uh, uh, somebody that, you know, we've, we've dealt with and done business with and, and that we think is doing some pretty cool stuff. She's so, a good person too. Uh, which... quick conversation with Nicole on, on the show today as well. Um, please, if you haven't done so already, please leave a review, uh, like subscribe, all that sort of stuff, uh, wherever you listen, it's very important for the algorithm, uh, in order to get us exposure to new audiences and new people, um, takes literally maybe two minutes tops to, to do so. Um, go visit wisconsindrunkenhistory.com. Uh, links to literally everything you need from us. Uh, you got episodes featured right on there. Sometimes they're a few days late, uh, but obviously the streaming that you can find through Apple or Spotify, it's all Sunday, yep. so it's instant. instant. Uh, but also on that website, you can find links to our Patreon if you want to become a paid supporter uh, and and help us keep things you know turning here, uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, obviously, you get your name highlighted at the beginning of every 
episode. Um, and we've been trying to do more things. Things have been kind of crazy, as always. I yeah. Mean, our and, lives and are nuts. COVID spiking again. And, and so it's it's kind of, it's making it a little more difficult to get out and do uh, a, a few things. So um, no excuses, na- you know, really. But, uh, uh, it, it you know, we both have our own, you know, personal lives as well. So it's really tough. But we really, really do want to continue to do uh, special things and not just, you know, name, name you at the top. And of we want to do more meet and greets too. It's been well, something we've been talking yeah. about for a long time. We've met a bunch of you, uh, out, oh, in, yeah, out in the world, but we want to meet more. Yeah. Um, Hey, there's also the link to our T public, which is where you can find our merchandise, uh, things that, uh, sport our logo. And, uh, that's, uh, that's about it. I think, um, let's go ahead and jump right in. Um, Russ ginseng. Yeah, Tell so- me. Yeah, so we all know Wisconsin is probably one of the largest producers of cheese, making roughly 26% of the nation's cheese. Yeah, And a lot of the world's too as well. Yep, cranberries. But did you know that Wisconsin has another export that is even larger? Is it uh, Hanes underpants? Maybe. Let's I don't think it. it is. That's right, ginseng. We contribute about 95% of all the commercially grown export in the USA. This crop is exported throughout the world, including its largest consumers in the Asian countries. It was even recognized by Scott Walker in 2017 as the official designated Wisconsin state herb. This product is a highly prized product and luxurious item in the Asian countries, and the name derives from the Chinese word Ren Shen, translating roughly to in the image of man, which reflects the human-like form of the plant's root. Yeah. The American ginseng plant is actually native to our state and has been cultivated for hundreds of years, even by the native populations as a medicinal and energy-giving properties of the plant. The plant is most commonly known for its uses in Native American populations also for assisting with digestion issues and bleeding, as well as uh, respiratory conditions and fevers. Wow, I mean, that thing can do pretty much anything. It's a a great thing, and it's crazy it hasn't taken off in Wisconsin. It's mostly we we export it. Yeah. The Asian variety has a has its traditions going back even further to roughly about 5,000 years and was used in many of the medicines of the time. And discovery of the American ginseng was originally discovered by the by the whiteies, uh, by French Jesuit father <laughs> Le, La, Lefetau, and re, after reading it, which was translated by another Jesuit priest, Father Jartau. He discovered while in the south, southeastern part of Canada where he was living, had a different variety, but the same benefits of the Chinese counterpart, which actually may have been easier to just communicate with the natives as they probably could have figured it out a bit earlier because the native populations have been doing it for thousands of years. Right. These are the whiteies we're talking about here. Right. The, yeah, ca- the, the, the Caucasians. The Frenchers. It was in 1904 when the when brothers Walter, Edward, John, and Henry Fromm established the first ginseng farm in our state. Soon after, it started to explode and more farms started to appear in the state which grew, which grew uh, ginseng. With the difference in climate and the nutrients and minerals-rich soils created from the Ice Age and the retraction of the gla- retracting of the glaciers, it helps build up sugars and in the plant, resulting in a distinct, bitter-sweet taste of the plant, differing from its Asian counterpart. The plant is a very difficult one to grow, as it can take five years to establish a root to fully mature. And with the Wisconsin weather, it can pose additional factors in growing and cultivating a plant. Obviously, sometimes our winters last until March, April, sometimes May. Oh, yeah, I mean, ever everlasting. This wild ginseng, however, is worth the wait, and you can currently make about $700 to $800 per pound of the plant. And due to its popularity of the plant and not destroying its natural habitats, the DNR has actually restricted cultivating natural growing plants and is even listed as an endangered species currently. 
And it actually does grow. If you're in Janesville on the hiking path, you're going to see ginseng kind of growing all over the place. Don't oh, really? harvest it. You can actually get a huge fine for doing it. Oh, wow. Like all things, they're still legal harvesting and catching someone is quite difficult with this plant because literally you can just put it in a backpack and no one would even know you cultivated it. But today, Marathon County continues to be the largest producer and Wausau has become the ginseng capital of the world. Today, one of the largest farmers of the plant, Sue's Ginseng Enterprise, will, will sue being the first Chinese farmer to produce the plant in the state and has grown to be one of the largest. And due to the tra trade tensions with China today, with 95% of, of his clients being of Chinese descent, it has obviously posed a lot of issues with his business. But he does hope to gain more clientele here within the state. So if you want to support, snag some of this amazing Wisconsin product. It has many health benefits. It sounds like, I mean, honestly, yeah, what we is. listed early, it was, it was like... Respiratory, it man. gives you energy. Like there's a lot it of helps things. you with your digestion stuff. I mean, oh, it's yeah. crazy. And if you wish to celebrate this plant, Marathon County usually does host a ginseng festival in September, usually around the 15th or 17th, which is actually only a couple days after my birthday. So we might have to do yeah. this this year and actually maybe do a live thing. That'd be kind of cool. We'll check it out. Yeah. But also visit their website to learn more. And uh, we hope you find the episode fascinating. And we really hope you get to pick up some ginseng and not just in an energy drink, right? Like maybe go and pick yeah. up some ginseng and try it. Maybe put down the rock star, right, buddy? Put it on a rock star and actually grab some wild native plants and eat these suckers. They're a little bit healthier than <laughs> those freaking 300 milligram freaking caffeine energy drinks wow. that make your heart explode when you're sitting at your desk and feels like you're running a marathon. But you and I both do consume those. We do. And it does feel like I'm running a marathon at my desk. That's why yeah. I had to say it. <laughs> All right. So on to our Wisconsin music segment. Uh, we have another beautiful band from the Milwaukee area here. Um and and uh, a particular band that plays at a lot of the places that you and I find ourselves at when we are at local oh, yeah. venues, X-Ray Arcade, Bremen, Cactus um, Club, Cactus Club, yeah. So the, they've played a, a, a handful of great locations right here in the Milwaukee area. Uh, this band is called Loud Library, um, which is kind of like an oxymoron if it was, uh, yeah. if there ever was one. Um, really, really cool alternative pop kind of style. Um, and, and this trio here is, is really pumping out the jams. Oh um, yeah. It's everything sounds great. It has that like poppiness yeah. to do a little bit of punchiness. Like it has a little, like a lot of the alternative sound kind of different. I like it a lot. Yeah. And, uh, it was recorded at Cherry Pit Studios. There's oh, cool. a EP that you can get, um, called Shades of Loud. Uh, that would be, uh, probably the, the one thing that, uh, I would say to check out, uh, other than maybe going and seeing them live, uh, yeah. go to their, uh, their band camp, uh, loudlibrary.bandcamp.com. Uh, that will be where you can find most of their shows and all that stuff. They also have a Facebook, so uh, check out Loud Library. And uh, the song that we're featuring today is Analog Discovery. Uh, what a great track. Oh, yeah. uh, Russ and I uh, absolutely dig this thing, and uh, we can't wait for you to hear it. So guess what? Loud Library, Analog Discovery.
check them out like uh like Russ like, and it's I like an experimental too feel yeah too. it's just incredible yeah. um and and hooky I mean it's got exactly uh exactly what you need in a song to be able to kind of to did pull you, you in did you get a little bit minus the bear feel yeah I was just gonna okay. say the minus the bear uh it, it, Manal Cell also was the oh, uh, yeah. was the album that sort of jumped in on that one for me um but yeah that that sort of like finger plucking almost like yeah yeah that's 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 definitely the vibe. I really, um, if you guys haven't checked it out, Interpretations Deloso, where they yeah. like they're kind of like remixed versions of the songs are really. That's right. It's a really yeah. cool album. Yeah. But. So, uh, definitely go and check them out. Let's go ahead and jump into a beverage review. What do you got? Yeah. So uh, what do we have? So I actually work in Broadhead currently, basically making farm equipment. So you can kind of guess where that's at. But I did end up swinging over to Bulquarian to grab a growler of this fantastic beer called Lemon Bars. Great. It's an IPA milkshake brewed with Nilla wafers, um, lemon forward hops, lactose, and natural flavors of Meyer lemon and vanilla. And let me tell you, this one's awesome. It's incredible for the summertime. The lemon is coming through. You're getting that citrusy feel to it. Yeah. Um, a bit ha- a bit hazy on the um, on the on the actual clearness of it. So it has a little bit of that haze. Really, but, delicious. but I I like that. It's delicious. And it's like a sessionable one. I mean, it's not a super high ABV content. We're looking at 6.6, a little higher, not too bad. It's manageable, right? Yeah. And I actually do really love this one. Obviously, I love lemon bars. I love lemon. Everything. I was just going to say the vanilla, the vanilla and the lemon is definitely there. I can taste. Uh, it's great. It, it really is. It's it's super delicious. Yeah. And I highly recommend this one. Obviously, Bullquarian is kind of one of those nano breweries you got to check out. I mean, if you're yeah, going to go to Monroe. Small. Like we always say, stop, do the do the Minhas Distillery Winery, of course, and then go to Bulquarian after get some craft brews. Make sure you got a place to stay in Monroe because that was one oh, thing we found that was a problem. Minhas is rough. If you hit all three, you yeah. do the winery, you do the, the brewery and the distillery. Yeah, and then you had the Bulquarian. You know, make sure you stop at Bumgarner's, get a couple cheese sandwiches, and pass on the back of your car because that's what Dude, I had to do for sure. Uh, one one of the best and, and most fun uh, 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 brewery tours right here in the state, and um, one of the best for your money. 
Oh, I yeah. Mean, I mean, you get you 30 get, minutes all you can drink at the Minhas. It's so great. And then, you know, maybe stop at Boquarium before you go there. Get some of that nice, good craft brew. Get you a little buzz and right. sailing. You and know, get then, you started. And yeah. then head on over to Minhas and go check those out. I mean, Monroe is just a really cool area, right? I, do I mean, love it, yeah. They have such, like, a cool Swiss culture I've there. got family like, there now too uh, and, and it's just great it, just the cheese like everything I was just going to say you can you can go down uh, the main strip drag and you can see you know one of the greatest uh, you know uh, cheese making and um, and it, obviously they really lean into that culture with cheese days and all that stuff oh yeah and like I mean really if you're going to do it if you're going to go there please try a Limburger just try it mustard with onions get a mint afterwards because your breath will stink but do you get a Limburger sandwich at Bum Gardeners you have to try it right I'm not going to you got to try it, man. You're not okay, going to do it? I'll okay, do it. you'll do it. All right. If you throw up. Dude, you talked me into it, man. If you throw up, not my fault, but. You really twisted my arm. <laughs> but no, please go and check it out. Bull Quarrying, that was Lemon Bars. You can't find it in stores, but do go down there and actually enjoy Monroe yeah. because Monroe has a lot to offer. It's a really cool little town. They pretty much have all your standard amenities there. You have the um, National Cheese Making Museum. Got to yep. check that out, Gotta too, while you're down out, there. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many cool things. Alpendel, if you're going to get cheese. One yeah. of the coolest cheese stores. Oh, yeah. So we highly recommend it. But again, Bullquarian Lemon Bars. Here on the podcast, we really love to support local farms. And we just made a new friend in Iowa named Nicole Merfeld, who owns the Rustic Chicken and Rabbitry. Just a great person. And we want to feature her. If you guys get a chance, please like her page and go and check her out. Yeah. And here's a quick interview with her. Today, we're here with Nicole from the Rustic Chicken Farm and Rabbitry. One of our newest friends of the podcast, actually in Iowan, the home of Bush Light. Oh, so, Nicole, can you tell us about the uh, farm you guys run? Uh, yeah. So, the farm that we have, uh, we do rabbits and goats and uh, chickens, ducks. We have a few pheasants. Um, and it's, we just started an LLC to try to get up and going a little bit further. Awesome. And, yeah, I know, like, you're kind of just getting your start, um, but where can we find you? Like, I know you guys have the Facebook group and everything. Um, where else can we find uh, more about Nicole? Well, I'm just trying to figure out Instagram and uh, all that TikTok stuff. I'm not too tech savvy, but I'm working on it. You and me both. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. And they're all so different that it's tough to kind of keep it all, you know, managed. But uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, Nicole, Um, so th- probably the best place then would you think would probably be your Facebook group for now to get started? Yes, yep, Facebook right now. I just kind of do, I try to post daily, um, not just what's for sale, but just kind of what's going around on the farm. And I, I saw something the other day. Is your daughter currently Miss Iowa? Yes, she is. Yes, she does little online pageants, and she made Miss Iowa. So we have the queen of the corn, basically, right right here. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. so awesome. Yes, it is. Cool, Nicole. Thank you so much. And I know uh, we'll be back. Obviously, we're going to get some more rabbits coming up. I, I freaking love rabbits. Yeah. I, I know you do too, favorite. Eric. Yep. And I love what you're doing. And uh, just keep it up, Nicole. It's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time Sunday to talk with us, Nicole. Yes, thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Grab a seat. Gather around. Join us for a chat. How many locos you at? All right, folks, you know what that means. It's time for how many locos you at. And this one's a go-kart, not from the Wisconsin Dells. So let's hear about this, Eric. Yeah, this baby off the tracks. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) But this dude. This ain't Mount Olympus here. This is just fucked up. This guy (laughs) looks rough. 
the article title here is Reedsburg man arrested for driving a homemade go-kart well intoxicated. Not good. Um, I've definitely done it in the Dells, you. but at least you're on a track. You're not on a, a DM d- d- you know, department of motor a little, vehicles. A little safer, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy looks like a homemade go-kart. Like He's rough. He's a permadrone. He's in rough shape. Uh, obviously, like the title, uh, this is a Reedsburg man. He was arrested for his sixth OWI, the old Sace. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. All right. You get it. Nice Spanish, man. Thanks, man. I like the support. Buen trabajo, amigo. It, oh, whoa. You like that? I like to dance. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> uh, he was stopped for riding a homemade go-kart on the city's streets, which obviously you cannot do. Uh, you do have to have a vehicle that is uh, licensed and registered. Motor vehicles um, doesn't really take kindly to that, to be no, honest. Department, the no. DMV. Uh, yeah. This is just a horrible idea all the way oh, around. Yeah. Agreed. This dude is 64 years old. Um, he was riding the gas-powered go-kart in the area of Clark Street and Honeysuckle Court. And uh, that was June 4th. Uh, so really just, you know. Not too long not ago. Not too long ago. And police say that he was arrested and taken to the Sauk City or Sauk County Jail, rather, uh, for the sixth OWI, like we said, uh, and uh, operating with a revoked driver's license, uh, obviously due to uh, his previous uh, OWI offenses. So, yeah, I mean, we don't have a lot of info. The guy looks probably like in his late fifties. That's what you're. He's sixty four. He said sixty four. Okay, so he's sixty four yeah. year old man, um, unapproved DOT go kart on the road. Yep, drunk driving. Oh yeah, DOT's not happy here. Number six. Number six, yeah. yeah so he's, he's got, got, he's he's got, got some felony charges here. Yeah, there might be some felony charges. Well, he's going to prison for a long time. Uh, this is going to be a, I mean, a minimum of probably like 10 year stint for this dude. I don't remember in Mario um, Kart, they don't tell you to drink and drive. Yeah. Right? In Mario Kart. You know, what's, you know what would be a better idea? Get drunk and then play Mario Kart. Yeah, better. Don't fucking drive a, a homemade cart on the street, dude. Um, just not a, a lot not of a smart lot of, idea. A lot of ba- bad decisions here. You know, it's a 60 yeah. UI. He has some experience. You know, I don't think he was super drunk, so I can't go very high on the local scale here. I'm going to be honest. And yeah. he has the experience. He was just doing some dumb shit. Driving a go-kart on the road, I don't even think is legal in the first place, to be honest with you. And, and But here's the thing. For what reason? Why are you driving the go-kart on the street? It's me, a drunky old. You, you know you're fucking, drunk, dude. Yeah, dude, throwing banana peels and shit, turtle shells. Not good. It just—it's a bad idea. Uh, criminal thinking on his on his part. I don't think anybody in in their right mind would ever say, "I'm going to drink and then I'm also going to take this homemade, unregistered, gas-powered go kart onto the city streets." True. Uh, knowing full well that he has five prior offenses. This is just really bad judgment, uh, terrible, terrible decision-making. I, d- I don't think he was super drunk, though, to be honest with no, you. No, that's what I'm saying. I think it's just terrible decision-making. Yeah, it was this just a bad a decision. Like, and I mean, like he he, pro- he definitely had some alcohol in his system. And like, Maybe he was trying to show off for that lot lizard he was trying to take well, home. Might be. I mean, if you need to get a little gummer. You want to know how fast my homemade go-kart can go? Let me rip right past you here, buddy. Let me scooch right past you, he, my he go-kart. Sounds- he kind of looks like Rip Torn. He uh, does, yeah, yeah. Let me scooch right yeah. past you in my go kart. Yeah, you if you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. That's what I imagine. <laughs> oh yeah, is. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but, but uh, so, yeah. I got a number. I got an idea. Yeah, I think I do too. You want to go on three, two, one? Yeah, let's do it. Three, two, one, Eight. four. 
Okay, let's meet in the middle. Six local do, on this. Six. Will you be down for a six? I don't I think he's do very six. drunk. I think he just made a bad decision. You can't drive a go kart on a city street. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and he had a little bit of liquor in him. Got caught. Piss poor good. judgment. Uh, Revoked license too. Like not a good idea to even touch city streets on that. Yeah. At that and point, and so. I don't think he can get his license back at this point. I, I think it's revoked for life, and and it's going to stay that way. And especially because he's probably going to do, uh, like I said, minimum like ten to twelve years in uh, in prison. And uh, let's just be honest. He doesn't look healthy, so he's probably going to spend the rest of his days in prison. Probably. And you want to know what? This guy, next time, just go to Mount Olympus. Have a couple brews and get on the tracks there. At least they're like, you can do it. That would be fun. Yeah. All right. We have another item to add to the Wisco bucket list here from Wisconsin Drunken History. And uh, this one, another one that's, you, you can enjoy this now well, the weather's nice, or you could wait till the fall and you can kind of see the pretty colors and the foliage and, and whatnot. Uh, but this one is uh, Devil's Lake State Park. Uh, this thing Huge. is, I mean, yeah, obviously, I mean, we, we hear about it all the time. We even talked about it with some of the legends and lore regarding. We did, yeah, we did, the yeah. Monsters, That's the right, monsters. yeah. And uh, so Devil's Lake State Park, uh, it's, it's located in the Baraboo Range, uh, eastern Sauk County, and, uh, so you're kind of in that area for like the Dells and some other neat attractions. This would be maybe a little sidestep. You could go over there for a day. Uh, and, and what's really cool is there's like 35 uh, or it's, uh, it's close, to, really close to Madison too. So um, if you got a little bit of time and you're in the Madison area, you can also take a little step out there too. Uh, but great, great hiking trails. Um, uh, amazing scenery and if you're into rock climbing there's a little bit of that going on there too uh, but really really neat and it's right on the water uh, so there's I mean just a bunch of really swimming, cool canoeing exactly kayaking, the, the swimming the canoeing the kayaking it's 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 literally got everything it, it's got something for everyone you know and uh, um, it, it obviously draws just thousands of visitors every single year and there's a reason. It's because it's absolutely beautiful, and it's a great, uh, a great time. It's, uh, I think it's, it's part of the the Wisconsin like glacier area. Oh yeah, too, the Ice so, Age Trail. Yeah, actually, yeah. so we walked to get our badges this year for the Mammoth Challenge. Yeah, we walked part of that. So yeah, it's like nine thousand acres. It's I mean, huge. this place is massive. Um, so I would, I would say that uh, this is one of those ones that, uh, um, it's a must. It's a must Agreed. add to that Wisco, Wis, the Wisco bucket list. All right, today we're here with Ben. You may know him at the Hodeg store himself, the owner himself, the man, the, the Hodeg, man. the myth. He's, he's got here. the he's got the big van out there. Uh, beautiful, beautiful Hodeg. Oh yeah. So so Ben, can you tell us about your podcast that you guys got going on right now, so our listeners can check it out? Well, yeah, the uh, brand new uh, the Hodeg Show podcast. Uh, me and Carrie Bladorn started uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, just a fun little conversation time me and Carrie have talking about our love and passion for hot eggs. I, I love that little green to... guy. Yeah, I love him. yeah. <laughs> we, we want to share the beast with the world, you know. So, yeah, and Carrie's just an amazing dude over at Pioneer Park. If you yeah. haven't been there, you got to check that out. Oh yeah, absolutely. You gotta stop over at the logging museum and see the hot eggs over there. You gotta hear Carrie tell you the the story of the hot egg when you visit there oh, too. You bet. And Ben, can you tell us a little bit about? I know the newest cryptid that you've discovered was the muskie. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of that bad boy? <laughs> Ooh, 
the old Manaqua Muski. Yeah, let's hear it. Well, the uh, the Manaqua Muski uh, uh, was first discovered up in Manaqua, uh, Wisconsin, short ways away from Rhinelander here. Um, fishermen started getting tipped out of their fishing boat, and it took a while to figure out what was going on, but finally somebody on a dock noticed this pair of bull moose antlers cutting through the water, and next thing you know, there's all these, <laughs> I'm sorry, oh shit. <laughs> no worries, man. <laughs> oh, sorry, there, I dropped my phone there. It happens. We all yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. It's too early on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, no, no. I got caught up at the store here a little while ago. I almost forgot we were having a conversation this morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, did you guys uh, meet up with Terry Bladorn yet at all today? Or no, we haven't. We did talk to him not too long ago. Okay. Very cool. But yeah, and then so yeah, where can we find more about the uh, Hodag podcast itself? Um, are you guys on all the major uh, places to find it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're on uh, Spotify, Google, um, Anchor. You can find it on our regular old Facebook page, and I now have it linked up to my new uh, website, thehodagstore.com. dot com. Perfect. And then, awesome. so we're gonna ask for people that want to come out there and stop at the Hodag store. Uh, what are you guys' hours currently? Uh, for the summer, we're going to be open pretty much seven days a week. Perfect. Can't so, wait. To... So we'll be there. We'll be there every day. I cannot wait to get back up there. I know we're we're pretty big Rhinelander fans, and we're Hodag fans, of course. Oh yeah, I got all, I got all my Hodag uh, refrigerator magnets, and and uh, love stopping in every time I'm up there. Oh yeah, I've seen you guys uh, stop in a couple times, Derry. Oh yeah, we got a couple. We had a couple broskies, and we were heading a little further north. But uh, it's always fun to stop in there on our way up there. Oh yeah, the last time I was up there, I got that Hodag beer too. That's been oh, a little did, bit ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the Hodag vodka. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Did you get any of the spicy Hodag moonshine at all yet, or no? I didn't, but that's next on the list. No, okay. Well, next time you're out, stop by. We'll, we'll hook you up with some moonshine. Awesome. Oh yeah, you better believe we'll have that around the campfire. Hopefully, I don't fall in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little rust kindling. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants that smell on their on the <laughs> around their campsite. But, but thanks again, Ben. Uh, thanks for taking your time on your Sunday. We'll let you get back to work, and uh, we really appreciate you taking the time. And uh, we're gonna keep tuning into the uh, whole day podcast. Oh, yeah, absolutely do that. Me and Carrie are going to be recording a new episode here uh, in the near future. Awesome. Can't wait to hear it. You take it easy, Ben. Yes, you too. Thanks for having me on. We'll catch you guys later. And enjoy listening to your your guys' shows, too. All right, man. Thank you. Take it easy, Ben. Yep, you too. Thank you. All right, bye. bye. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.